0: You're listening to Sewer Subway from Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2 Grand Prix released October 6, 2020 composed by Carlos Bazo.
1: BG Maniacs, welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, it is Bedroth.
0: Hey, man. Hey, man. Cowabunga, how's it
1: going? <laughs> Cowabunga. <laughs> yeah, man. Remember when that was something people used to say all the time?
0: I do. I do. It, it, it didn't happen too often around me personally uh, growing yeah, up Yeah, I don't Texas, think it ever but... did me either.
1: I, I grew up in a, you know, <laughs> like where I went to elementary school, it was my i think my my classes were like 12 13 kids big it wasn't that big <laughs> and uh, probably, never heard never probably heard that out close, in the wild
0: not too close to the nearest ocean i would wager me yeah
1: oh yeah no i'm in ohio so right? I mean, the closest yeah, water so. i've got is lake erie up north that's but, right uh,
0: <laughs> man i guess technically i'm closer to the ocean than you are that's weird <laughs> you are way closer to
1: the ocean than I am, way closer. But yeah, Kawabunga. Uh, yeah, that'll come into play here. Bedroth, you can tell us why in just a moment, but before you do... Real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on. Drop a quick rating and review. really does help us out in terms of visibility so that the show continues to grow. And remember we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week, Works Wonders as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jack And Zanku, Bedrock. this is an episode that uh, you wanted to put on the calendar, actually. This was, so the reason we're going like back to back to back to back in August is you're like, I want to do this topic because <laughs> I initially, yep. the bonus episode that just uploaded with Kyle on Pikmin 4 before this episode airs was actually what I was going to put in this spot as a normal episode. And then you hit me up with this topic, and it was very timely,
0: so we ran with it. Yep, indeed. Yeah, it's one that is near and dear to my heart as well, and uh, I, I have done um, I've done at least half an episode before on this topic, which I'll explain in a second, but yeah, uh, as we record, we are recording this on Thursday, August 3rd. We would have recorded on Wednesday, August 2nd, but I went to a musical with Prof Jeff and my two biggest kids. But on the day we would have recorded, August 2nd, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem was released in theaters. Uh, This is the latest movie in the very long-running, very popular and successful Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. And by all of the early reviews, it seems like it's going to be pretty good uh it it's getting it's getting good word of mouth and um i'm actually gonna go see it again with prof jeff and my two biggest kids uh this coming monday so after we record but before you all hear the episode <laughs> i will be seeing <laughs> just movie.
1: like what happened with the super mario bros movie
0: <laughs> that's right that's right and yeah Man, I figure what better time because the Turtles have been all over all kinds of media and video games is definitely one of the areas where they have uh, been most prevalent, I would say.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of video games that are related to this IP in one way or another, whether it's a main Teenage Mutant Ninja game or a spinoff like the opening track we came in with. But um, it's not a franchise that I have a lot of nostalgia for. I'll be honest. I was never big into TMNT when I was a kid. I knew of them. I watched the cartoons when it was on, but I didn't seek it out. And I was never a turtle for Halloween, right? Like I never did any. Like I, I just never <laughs> did any. I never got into it. Um, but I do enjoy playing the games because most of them are in that beat-em-up style, which is a genre that I do love. So I've played a lot of the games. I will say when I was looking through the list of games that came out for this IP and prep for this episode, I didn't know there were so many. There were a lot that I wasn't <laughs> aware of. I will be honest. Yeah. There was a lot that I wasn't aware of. Um, but I knew of quite a few. And I think that this episode is going to have a very, very familiar sound to it. I feel like all of the, like when I was listening to the soundtracks, all the soundtracks kind of sound similar in one way or another because it has that there TMNT definitely is a vibe. sound. Yeah. Yes. It's a very, very unique and recognizable sound for anyone that grew up really, really liking Teenage Mutant Ninja
0: Turtles. At the same time, a couple of things. Uh, We don't have songs from some of the... uh, A couple of the really big, like really classic Ninja Turtle soundtracks are... TMNT, the arcade game, uh, Turtles in Time, although we got close with that one. I'll talk in a second. And um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project for the NES. I think that those soundtracks, especially Turtles in Time and the Manhattan Project, are just the best when it comes to Turtles music, we don't have anything from those. And for me, it's because if you listen to anything that plays Turtles music in any episode, there haven't been a whole lot, surprisingly, but they're going to play something from those games. Um, Those soundtracks are just phenomenal. If you haven't heard them, go check them out. We actually uh, have
1: not played that much from this franchise on this show.
0: I noticed. Yeah, I noticed. There were only a handful of tracks.
1: Yeah, like seven or eight total, and quite like half of them from Shredder's
0: Revenge. The other thing I'll say about what you said about the familiar sound is there uh, a lot of the early games, especially were inspired by the sound of the 1987 TV show and especially the theme song, the classic theme song.
1: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I feel like we're going to hear that <laughs> yep. remixed at several times in various tracks today.
0: I mean, we already heard a little bit of it. A little in bit of it in that track. opening Yep. Yeah. Which uh, we'll talk about really, really briefly here. Uh, that is from the Nickelodeon Kart Racers sequel, uh, Grand Prix, uh, Nickelodeon Kart Racers Two. There actually have been three of them at this point, incredible. and I, I gotta say they, they look good. Like they that actually looks like. Oh, a I'm good not saying the game. I think game. it's like,
1: incredible that it's actually gotten three three releases in this IP.
0: <laughs> yep, I, I mean, Usually, the Kart one, Racers go
1: away fast, except for Mario Kart. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. You got Super Mario Kart. You got the, the Sonic and All-Stars racing. Um, and then you've got this one, but they're all three. Kind hey, of, now um,
1: you're discounting
0: Garfield Kart. You're also <laughs> discounting
1: Smurfs Kart. I think that Garfield now. has
0: moved over from Garfield Kart into <laughs> this one, because I know he's at least in the Car Racers 3. Is he really? But uh, He is. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he is. Lost his own game. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, uh, the the turtles are in the um, several of the Nickelodeon games. They're also in a Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, which which may come up a little bit later. Uh, uh, you know, they're owned by Nickelodeon now. There have been two turtle shows owned uh, made by by Nickelodeon. But uh, I wanted to talk briefly. There have been four main animated iterations of the turtles, and there's apparently going to be a fifth one spinning off of Mutant Mayhem that is in the works. But 1987, Turtles is what I grew up on, and most people our age did. Uh, A darker uh, reboot that stuck a little closer to the original Mirage comics came out in 2003. And then in 2012, a CGI version uh, came out that my kids grew up on and that is super nostalgic for us and that may actually be my favorite uh, version of the Turtles um, I really, really love the uh, just the individuality of the guys, not just in their personalities, but in the their, the way they're designed. The story is really good. It's definitely my favorite Splinter is from the 2012 Turtles. Okay. And then in um, in I want to say 2018, maybe somewhere in there rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles came out now that one was really polarizing because it was the biggest um i would say sort of divergence for the show the animation was really different um the way the turtles were were drawn was very different uh raf was the leader at least for for the first part of the show and their personalities um while I think a longtime fan could still see echoes of their early personalities in the Turtles, they were they were pretty different, especially Raphael. But Rise of the TMNT really grew on me, and it is Dusk's favorite version of the Turtles. And I would say for anybody who didn't give it a shot because of the way it looked, uh, but you like the Turtles, go back, check it out, watch a few episodes, and once it 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 gets into it about three or four episodes in, you'll you'll really I think start to fall for these guys. It's really great. Um, But yeah, and then of course there have been all the movies, uh, several different iterations of comics from like Mirage, Image, Archie, uh, and now IDW, and um, yeah, lots and lots of video games, but we do have quite a few uh, from actual, I would say mainline, Turtles video games. Uh, coming up and uh, mixed in with spin-offs and you know fighting games and things like that and we have a really good variety of systems coming up as well so i'm excited
1: yeah this should be a fun episode uh like i said it will have a very familiar i know at least a lot of my tracks kind of have a very similar vibe but um like i said a majority of the soundtracks kind of sound similar to me so I'm assuming in Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2 Grand Prix, who is, first of all, who's the blonde in the cart in the bottom right of the uh, cover art? Who is that?
0: Um, that's, uh, let me see. I don't know a whole lot of these.
1: Okay, I didn't know if you knew any, like some of like the newer Nickelodeon I, I shows. I think,
0: because I think uh, I watched a couple of videos of this because I actually wanted to see how, you know, how it, how it is. Um, I think that's Jojo Siwa. Isn't she Disney? Maybe not. I don't know. Um, Uh, I'm actually not sure. Um, I mean, it shows shows what I know, but... Yeah, no, I have have
1: no idea. I'm just, you know, this is all just me. But uh, I'm assuming this... You recognize a lot of these other folks, though. I do. I recognize... Well, actually, I don't recognize the one front and center. But, um...
0: Okay, that's Lincoln Loud from Loud House. Okay.
1: Everyone else I do. Um, But, uh... Assuming, never played this game, never seen Kyle and I have made jokes about this on podcasts in the past, right, about this series. Um, but I'm assuming this is obviously, with the name Sewer Subway, it is the Turtles stage music that plays when you're racing on that course. And, and there are fits. a couple of different it Turtles fits. stages. It are does. there? Yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: Okay. And um, and the music for every track I listened to was, was really good. So this one might be one to watch for sure.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Um, before we move into our first episode, Lock. I did forget to go over comments, like new comments that we got.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I'll do that real quick before we move in again to my first block of three. So our we had two new comments come in since you and I last recorded. One of them was on the Hyrule Fields Forever episode left six days ago as a time of recording. It was by Alexander, and he said, my favorite episode yet. And hi, hello, how are you?
0: Hello, Alexander. Appreciate it. That's great. Glad you enjoyed (laughs) that one.
1: Glad you enjoyed that one. And then Radio Hour, volume 61, which Radio Hour doesn't usually get comments, so that's kind of cool. Jardel, and you can correct me if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. J-A-R-D-E-L. I think it's Jardel or Jardel maybe. That's how I would say it. Yeah. (laughs) Loved the songs. BG Mania is my faithful companion going to and back to work.
0: There you go. Excellent. but well, we're happy to join you on your commute, chartle.
1: Yeah, happy to uh, have you listening. Just, uh, you know, don't get too wrapped up into the music. Pay attention to the road. Look straight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. Maybe Stop touching maybe your watch, phone. The, watch the Across the Universe, or listen to the Across the Universe episode, uh, you know, when, when you're not driving your car, I would recommend. But yeah. <laughs> Put your that phone down. A, that was really two hands on the was wheel. Really ra- I was great radio hour, though. Uh, I will, I will second that. Very nice, nice picks in that episode.
1: Very, very nice. Appreciate the new comments. Like I said, keep leaving them, and I will keep shouting them out. Shall we move into our first block?
0: We shall man. I am I'm excited. One of these tracks is a nostalgic favorite for me and the other ones I'm I'm interested to uh, to hear. I've heard them and I'm interested to go back.
1: Okay, I was gonna say I'm I'd be shocked knowing how much preparation you did for this episode. I'd be shocked if I picked anything that you didn't already listen to. <laughs> but that's just what happens when you do one of these types of episodes. So, that being said, all of my tracks are actually in release order. Oh, cool. So, I started from the very beginning with mine, so I have a retro block, and then my second block is going to be my modern block, and then I close out with our, you know, the most recent TMNT game, the one that we've played the most music from before, so... (laughs) Yeah. But we will kick this off by going to one of my favorite consoles to play tracks from on this show. And that is the Amiga. And we're going to take a listen to title screen from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. By the way, there are a lot of games that are just named Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So you're going to hear that a lot. And they are different games. But yes, title screen from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, released sometime in 1990, composed by Chris Haddolid and Ivan Allen. Coming up next, we're going to take a listen to Overworld One from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, released December 7th, 1990, composed by Kozo Nakamura. up in this block, we're going to be taking a listen to Turtle Swing from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Hyperstone Heist. Released December 11th, 1992. Composed by Masahiro Ikiriko, Yuichi Takamine, Kaori Kinochi, and Hideto Inouye. Coming back in. We are first talking about the title screen from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, again, released sometime in 1990, composed by Chris Haddelid and Ivan Allen. This is a very familiar track that you said that you was that was wild because you're not used to hearing it in this fashion. But, man, I just really, really like Amiga music. I don't know. Like, I get it. The NES version of this game, the soundtrack is better. The game is probably better, too. Never played the Amiga version. But <laughs> something about Amiga music, man, it just it, it speaks to me. It gets me. I like it. I don't know. And I thought this sounded really cool.
0: Well, the Amiga has got that FM synth sound to it, so it, like, if If this game had come out on the Genesis, it might have sounded something like this as well now it's a it's it's different uh so it's not quite the same sound but uh it's got got some of the same dna i would say but uh but yeah this man this game this game came out on all kinds of things. Uh, There was a DOS version. There was a Commodore 64 version. Um, I'm sure that they're, like, on the ZX Spectrum or something like that, one of those Japanese computers. There were also Oh, 100%. Uh, Yeah. I actually
1: looked for that soundtrack, too, but I had a harder time finding that one.
0: Yeah. But it's the same game, and it's one that uh, anybody around my age who was just, like, thirsty for anything Ninja Turtles and didn't always want to go to the arcade, uh, this was the first uh, at-home version of a Ninja Turtles video game. And... It's just, it's really, it was fun. It was what we had. And so, you know, most of us loved it. It's a little hard to go back and play now because it's kind of glitchy. Uh, the turtles are floaty when they jump. The hit detection is off sometimes. And uh, there are parts of this game where it's just it's just really, really hard. Uh, if you play it on the Calabunga Collection and you've got the rewind feature, it's a lot more doable. But it's still... Did you buy still, that? yeah did you i did i do i I own that yeah i actually broke it out after i did the research for this episode because it made me want to go back and play a lot of those old games
1: (laughs) (laughs) so do they have multiple platforms on there or is it just like the most like it's the nes version of this
0: one uh not of this yeah they only have the nes version of this one but they do have like the arcade version of you know the turtles arcade game tmnt2 on the nes And Turtles in Time, which was, of course, TMNT 4, Turtles in Time, on the Super NES. And, yeah, uh, this is on there. All three Game Boy games. It's all the classic Turtle stuff. So all three versions of Tournament Fighters. And, um, yeah, but nothing from, like, the the Game Boy Advance or DS or anything past, like, 1997 or 98, I would say. Okay. Um, But... Yeah, so a bunch of classic stuff. I would really love a Cowabunga collection, too. They collected a lot of later games that I didn't really ever play, just so I could see what they're like. But there's a lot of fan service in the collection. There's a whole lot of artwork. Uh, all the manuals are there. The soundtracks are all like in the game. You can go through and listen to them in the sound test. And it's just it's got a lot of, of stuff in it. So definitely, if you're a classic Turtles fan, it's one that I think is worth picking up.
1: Nice. Very, very nice. And then the middle track there is actually from the same game, it's just the more well known version, the NES version. And we listened to Overworld 1 from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, released again December 7th, 1990, composed by Kozo Nakamura. This is one of my favorite tracks from this game. I really, really like this as an Overworld theme. And you even mentioned it, dude. It's such a short loop. It's 30 seconds or less. But man, we listened to three minutes so six loops and I mm-hmm. wasn't bored it's so good it's so clean I really like this it's one of the to me it's actually a really memorable overworld theme from the NES and on a on a platform that had several good ones right like you think Zelda um, I guess some of like the Mario overworld music in yeah Super like Mario 3, 3. 3 yeah I was well. gonna just say Super yeah. Mario Bros 3 yep um this one sticks out as a really really strong overworld theme
0: yep i mean like just for example uh, kirby's adventure has a sort of a hub you know like an over overworld map um, that you go to different doors to go to the different levels i absolutely adore that game it's one of my maybe my favorite game on the nes and i can't remember what that music sounds like because it's not that memorable there are other tracks from the game i remember but this i will never forget this piece of music <laughs> And honestly, I'll probably never forget most of the music from at least the first half <laughs> of this this game. Um, the title screen, which we heard the Amiga version of, which, um, if anybody does know, supposedly sounds a lot like... Uh, the Queen song Stone Cold Crazy. So if anybody yeah, wants to check, out, to check that out. Yeah, you were mentioning that and I need to actually do more <laughs>
1: research to see if that's the case. I will say it also kind of all, you know, built in and remixed in the classic TMNT theme that we're used to hearing that first track did. Um this one, you even mentioned it again while we were listening, right? There's no 1987 TV show influence on this one it feels like, right? Like it doesn't have but on the same vibe. Not on the melody itself. Yeah. It doesn't have that same vibe.
0: It's still got that happy, uh, sort of bouncy feel to it. Um, it's very upbeat. It's This is a very sunshiny track. Um, if it's somebody
1: a little of that played this for funk, you for the first time and you didn't know it was from a Turtles game, would you know? I don't think I would.
0: That's really hard for me to say because I've I've spent, you know, like 35 years with this game. <laughs> so yes. But I mean, if, you, so if you heard it for the first time... Without Probably prior not. knowledge um, Because it does just sound like classic Konami goodness uh, that It was does. actually published by Ultra But Ultra was really just, you know, as I'm sure you know, a, a face of Konami Yeah, so it was they one could, of those
1: front studios So they can get around the limit or whatever Yeah, the limit publishing. for how many,
0: you know, how many games a publisher could put on the NES Because Nintendo didn't want a bad publisher that was licensing with them To get a big chunk of games that were crap so, and nowadays,
1: yeah. they don't uh, care.
0: Nope. Give nobody, them all the shovelware and crap. <laughs>
1: That's
0: right. That's right. But, but yeah, man, I I love the music in this game, and this game will always have a special place in my heart, for sure. Yeah. And we actually have played, uh, y'all played the underwater uh, stage, uh, the, the damn stage. Damn, damn dam stage. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you've played we that did. music. And did you play this one when you were a kid? I did.
1: This is one that I definitely have experience with. Never finished it. I won't lie. I don't Mm -hmm. think I ever finished this game. But I did rent it. Never owned it either. But I did rent it several times from the local video store when I was a child um, in the early 90s. Since this one came out at the end of 1990. So I was probably playing this sometime spring or maybe summer of 91. Um, I really enjoyed it. I remember actually playing it with, ah, dude, I don't remember where this kid lived. Uh, he didn't live in the same city. He was the son of my mom and dad's, this was before my dad passed away. He was the son of my mom and dad's like best friends. Um, oh, okay. But I don't remember where they lived at all. It wasn't near us. It was like an hour-ish away, um, maybe less than an hour. But we used to play this game a lot because they would come over and, you know, he would spend the night sometimes and on the weekends. And, dude, we played a lot of this game that summer.
0: Yeah. It's fun, man. It's it's really weird. Uh, all the enemies and, like, stuff, except for the foot soldiers and Shredder and Krang. and. Like, the big ones, like Bebop, Rock Study, I think Metalhead's in it, but there's a bunch of, uh, like, all the incidental enemies are really random and not in anything else. Um, Foot Soldiers and Mousers, I think that's about it. Um, but I owned, I did own this game. I think I actually owned, like, all the games that are in the Cowabunga Collection, <laughs> except for... The Tournament Fighters games. I never owned those. I only rented them. Okay. But I did own all the, all three of the Game Boy games, um, all three of the NES games, and then uh, Turtles in Time and Hyperstone Heist, and had a lot of fun with them. Played uh, all the multiplayer ones I played with, uh, with all my friends. Um, super fun stuff.
1: Nice. Very nice. And you actually just mentioned it, so we'll go ahead and move into the third track of my opening block which actually comes from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Hyperstone Heist which we've only played one track from back in the day of this game we played the boss music on a radio hour a long time ago um, I remember because that was a Jessica submission back in the day this was her favorite game because it was the one her and her brother used to play as uh, kids uh, um, I, I remember too much stuff But um, (laughs) we listened to Turtle Swing from this game. And again, this released December 11th, 1992. And it was composed by Masahiro Akariko, Yuichi Takamini, Kaori Kanuchi, and Hideto Inoue. And I'm sure I pronounced a few of those wrong because they're not composers that i have to say that often <laughs> yeah,
0: i mean it's and it's interesting whenever i look at the composers for this and the, the turtles and time games on the snes and the arcade yes because they're all the same tracks like it's the same music and so some of these have to be like arrangers or programmers but because the names are slightly different if you look at the different games but it's all the same melodies like this anybody who's a diehard turtles and time fan will know this is big apple 3am yeah it's the the first first stage in uh, turtles in time and i want to say the second or third stage in uh hyperstone heist um hyperstone heist is interesting it's uh so the turtles in time on snes did deviate a bit from the arcade um it had i think one stage that was missing sort of an introductory level but then it added in at two stages and a couple of bosses that were not in the arcade version. Uh, the Technodrome stage uh, was not in the arcade. And uh, Toka and Razar, were, who were the bosses, I think, on the pirate ship in the uh, arcade, were the bosses, well, the mid-bosses in the Technodrome. And then Bebop and Rocksteady, who I don't think were in the arcade at all, were the bosses on the pirate ship stage. Turtles in Time, uh, sorry, Hyperstone Heist, does it completely differently. There's no time thing. Instead, there is this Hyperstone, which the Shredder and Krang use to shrink Manhattan. And so that's sort of the premise. And other than that, the gameplay is very, very similar. It uses a lot of the same stages, a lot of the same music, uh, but just a, you know, just a different flavor. And yeah, but still, still a really fun game. And I've enjoyed going back through it on the uh, on the Cowabunga collection.
1: This is one of those franchises that you can look at the differences of home home consoles back in the day, right? Like a lot of publishers would only publish for Sony or not Sony, Sega or Nintendo. Like one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have there were third parties, right? They existed, but the third parties would usually do something unique for the platform holders, so you see that really heavily here, right, with the Super Nintendo and Genesis versions of this game being yeah. in name and on the outside, completely different games. But for the most part, they're the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's crazy because that never happens anymore. You never see that anymore. That is yeah, like a, an industry thing that is dead.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I mean, a lot of times in the Genesis, you would see two games that had like the same name, but they would actually be different games this is kind of the opposite of that. (laughs) Yeah. But it it is, they are an interesting case study when you look at Turtles in Time and Hyperstone Heist. Kind of like, I feel like these two, this pair of games and then Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter are the ones that a lot of people use when they're like comparing the two systems. Oh yeah. And for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're essentially the same game and it's just, you know, it really highlights the strengths and weaknesses the systems had uh, when put up against each other.
1: Right. And I will say, I do think overall the Super Nintendo Turtles in Time is is probably a better sounding soundtrack than the Hyperstone Heist. But I do like, again, the way this track sounds, just like my Amiga track at the start of this block. I am a fan of that sound chip. I mean, I think you know that, right? There's a reason Yuzo Koshiro is my favorite video game composer of all time. Um, I like that style. And this one doesn't sound as gritty- and, uh, I don't know, gritty, I guess, is the only word that I can use, as a lot of the other yeah, Genesis gritty, soundtracks dirty. Do. Uh, Yeah,
0: gritty, I think that uh, the guys over on XVGM like the word twarpy, especially for the bass. And speaking <laughs> of the bass,
1: I love that, and I even pointed this out to you, I love that classic rock and roll uh, bass line that the bass is doing yeah. throughout this entire track. Doom, 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 and and,
0: doom, and doom, that, doom, I think, doom, I will, I will doom, say, that is what makes that uh, the last track we listened to, The Overworld, from TMNT, What does make it sound like it would fit in the Turtles universe? Uh, The 1987 Turtles music was really driven by, like, that classic rock and roll sound. Um... Because it's bouncy and fun, it's a little rebellious, but it's not really going to get you in any trouble anymore, and that's kind of what the nineteen eighty-seven Turtles were.
1: <laughs> for 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 everyone out there, it's it's that rockabilly feel, right? Yep. Some some people refer to that music genre as as that, but um, yeah, I don't know. I really like this track.
0: Um, is this game on the Calabunga Collection? You said it was, right? It absolutely is. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. Very nice. One of
0: one of two Genesis games on the Calabunga Collection, and uh, very nice. The other one is the Genesis version of. Tournament Fighters, which is not as good. Uh, Neither of them are great, but I do think that the SNES version Tournament Fighters is a good fighting game. It's definitely better than a lot of stuff that was on the SNES. Uh, And the Genesis version was was passable. It did have some characters in it that I really liked, and uh, the music is a lot of fun, actually. But uh, overall, I think the SNES version of Tournament Fighters is the one that, uh, that I, it, it was my favorite for sure.
1: Nice. We'll take the transition and run with it.
0: I think that I will do that. And <laughs> there are several tracks on this soundtrack I could have played. Uh, one of the more classic ones is the cafeteria stage. It's, it's just really, really good. Which I believe is Donatello's stage, even though it should be Michelangelo's. But anyway, that's all weird. But besides that, this is actually the stage for the character of Wingnut, who is one of my favorite sort of B tier characters in the Turtles universe. But you have to know why I picked this, this particular. A hundred percent, do
1: yeah, I love that you picked this track? <laughs> yeah, I had
0: to. It's a shout out to uh, you know the the long running video game podcast that you have that's had several different names and currently goes uh-huh. by uh, Play On Arrival. We're going to take a listen to Thunderdome from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters, released September 4th, 1993, composed by Kazuhiko Uehara, Hideto Inoue, and Harumi Ueiko. Next up we're going to listen to the tmnt dojo from teenage mutant ninja turtles smash up released september 22nd 2009 composed by takahiro nishi and john Yi. Closing out my uh, fighting game block, I guess, is uh, Rooftop Rumble from Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, released October 5th, 2021, composed by Matthias Hakulinen and Carlos Aguilar. Talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters, The Thunderdome. As soon as this one, well,
1: it it took me like 10 seconds or so to realize that, oh, I actually do remember this track. But, um, man, this is so good. so cl- And the only one in your block that actually sounds like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: Yeah, and it, it's, like you said, it's that rockabilly sound yep. that, that this one still has. This one's a little bit shreddier, I think, than... Uh, <laughs> see what I did there? It's a little bit shreddier than um, some <laughs> of the other stuff we've heard. But it's... Uh, man, I spent so much time with this game, and th- this is really cool. So it plays inside of a club, and Wingnut is not a mutant. Wingnut is an alien bat creature who was ostracized because of his atrophied, like, tiny, useless wings. And so he uses these uh, big, like, scraps of metal as his, like, artificial wings. That's what he flies with. He's my favorite character. He's usually paired with a mosquito critter named Screwloose, who um, they have kind of a symbiotic relationship on their home planet. And uh, I think in one iteration, the story is that they're uh, with the bat creatures, their blood can start pumping so violently that they can, like, start to go a little crazy, and so the mosquitoes will, like, kind of take the edge off. <laughs> and, yeah, it's it's wild, man. Some of the Turtles lore gets super crazy. The character you see on the box art, do you remember that character's name by any chance, Ryan? The, uh, the shark? Yep. I don't. <laughs> that shark is Armagon. Um, he is a bounty hunter, a space shark, as it were, and... Um, Yeah, he has, like, jets on his shoulders, and uh, he's got this long prehensile tail. Um, It's surprising how many of these anthropomorphic critters that the Turtles fight are not actually mutants like they are. (laughs) A lot of them are aliens. But, yeah, armagod has been in a few different iterations as well. Um, What's cool about the Tournament Fighters games is that each one of them has one of the Turtles fighting a different character who's unique to that game. So in the NES, it's Hothead, the, the mystical dragon guy who I believe is fighting Raphael. And then on the Genesis version, I don't remember. I want to say maybe they're fighting Ray Filet, the the Man Ray mutant. And I think that one is Leonardo. But anyway, this one is Donatello and Armagon. But yeah, I could go on and on about all these characters because I love them all so much. But that that is uh, a cool way to
1: do the um, different games when you're Mm -hmm. releasing the same game on multiple platforms. You kind of, especially when you have four turtles, right? Uh, You could technically put out four different versions. I think that's a, a unique and intelligent way to do it back in the day. Um, This is one that, again, I played. I remember renting it after it came out in the um, mid-90s, probably 94-ish. I probably played it, Um, but I never was super into this one. Um, I I got kind of far into it. There's another one I never finished either, but um, I played it, but I don't have a lot of love for this one, unfortunately. I like the track, but the game is not one that, I, I mean, I never go back and think about these games, so...
0: Well, I mean, it's a poor man's Street Fighter. It's made by Konami, but everything from, like, the way the game feels to the button inputs, and everything is very, very Street Fighter. So, Street Fighter's better, so why not play it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I played a lot of Street Fighter back in the day, that's for damn sure.
0: (laughs) And, uh, actually, all three of the the games in this block are clones in one way or another. Uh, That one was a Street Fighter clone, but my next one is... Uh, Super Smash Bros. clone, specifically very similar to Smash Bros. Brawl in the way it feels. And the track that we're listening to, the TMNT Dojo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Smash Up, also sounds a lot like the arcade, like, waiting area music in Smash Bros. Brawl. Not arcade, the online waiting area music in Smash Bros. Brawl. With that acoustic guitar, that Spanish guitar, and uh, the piano. Oh,
1: dude, it's so good! Love that acoustic Spanish guitar! It's this was so a fun good. and surprising find. Yeah, yeah, I never had heard this one before, so I'm glad that this is one that you actually brought to the show. Um, I really, really enjoy that it sounds nothing like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, because I was I was honestly going into this thinking all 14 tracks are going to sound somewhat similar. Right? They'd be all different, but they would sound somewhat similar. And so far, it's not. It's somewhere around half and half. But uh, I like that we have tracks that sound like they could be from anything. They just happen to be from
0: TMNT. This is super cool. Yeah. And I mean, again, you do have different iterations of the Turtles that had different sort of sounds associated with them. Um, I've got a track true. later that, that sounds very much like the animated, the animated version of the show that it came from. And not at all like the 1987 version, and it's uh, you know it's different. And one of yours, I think, is probably going to sound a lot like the 2012 turtles because that's what it's based on. So, um, so we'll see, we'll see. And uh, I mean, both the soundtrack or the the title screen music for the 2012 and Rise. Do pay a little bit of homage to that original 1987 one, but uh, are still very much their own, their own kind of thing. Um, but talking about Ninja Turtle Smash Up, I'm guessing that you have not played this game.
1: No, it's it's actually one that I didn't even know existed.
0: Okay, yeah, I rented it way back in the day, and uh, it, it, I had enough fun with it that I remembered the game. It's it's floatier and doesn't have the same like satisfying uh, punch. As Smash Bros. does uh, with the attacks and everything, but it, the the characters are diverse enough and the stages are um, dynamic enough that uh, it really it, it's kind of its own thing, even if it's obviously built from that Smash Bros. formula. And so when I found it on sale years later, I did go ahead and pick it up. I own this game. My middle kid, uh, who is Lemon Boy on the podcast, he and I play it um, uh, every once in a while but it's fun. The style is kind of in between the like 1987 show, the animated TMNT movie and the 2012 animated show. Uh, some of the characters look like they're from one, some look like they're from another. It's really different. And so, yeah, this is an interesting one that I think a Turtles fan who kind of enjoys looking at the different iterations and how the Turtles changed over the years would at least be interested in looking up like some video of on YouTube.
1: Nice. Yeah. I mean, if anything, does the rest of the soundtrack sound like this?
0: Not exactly like this, uh, but there is a there is some diversity to the soundtrack, okay. and, and it is a good one. I would I would definitely check it out. Uh, this okay. is Ubisoft joint. Um, it is one. There is a guest appearance by uh, uh, a couple of rabbits uh, dressed as Ninja Turtles in the game as well, which is kind of fun. <laughs> um, it's
1: amazing how much depth they get from the rabbits, dude. Like, it really is yeah. they've crossed over now into so many different franchises and big ones too right teenage mutant turtles mario they've crossed over into some big franchises
0: good for them for sure yep yes indeed yeah so that was a kind of a a surprise pleasant surprise in the episode there and um we're moving to another smash bros clone a much more recent one nickelodeon all-star brawl which came out a couple of years ago in uh, 2021 and uh you know features characters from all different nickelodeon properties like my opening kart racing track uh, this is Rooftop Rumble, one of a couple of different Ninja Turtles uh, tracks, and this soundtrack is not as strong as uh, as the Nickelodeon Kart Racers, um, which sounds weird to say, but it's still good stuff. I really like the bass and that sort of, s- that that, that y sound in this Yeah, one. I
1: really like the synths here. The synths are very strong. This is another soundtrack that I have no experience with, so I didn't mm-hmm. know what I was going to get out of this one. Yeah.
0: And uh, I don't have any experience with this game directly. Uh, do I, was I? telling you while we were listening. I didn't pick it up... All mostly because it didn't have any voice acting. And these characters' voices are such a, like, iconic part of who they are. And I mean, I'm glad they didn't get, like, sound-alikes or, you know, other people to do them because that wouldn't have felt right either. AI. But I will say, yep, there, <laughs> there you go. I will say that the, um, the recent sequel that was announced does seem like it is going to have full voice acting, which makes me interested. Because everything else about these two games, it seems like a lot of love was put into them. And there are classic characters from like Wild Thornberries, Ren and Stimpy, Hey Arnold, Reptar from the Rugrats, yeah, Reptar, uh, Powdered Toast Man, Powdered Toast Man, yeah, all the way up through, you know, like the the middle years classics like SpongeBob, Danny Phantom, Avatar, and then because the turtles are owned by Nickelodeon now, you got the turtles, man. You've even got Invader Zim in this. Who doesn't love Invader Zim, right? And that was a Cartoon <laughs> Network
1: joint, was it not?
0: Uh I don't you know now I got to look it up. I I don't think so. I want to say mm. I mean uh, m- maybe Zim was like bought by Nickelodeon but I could invader. be wrong. Zim Cartoon Network. Um uh doesn't? Yeah, I could be wrong. Doesn't look like it. Yeah, it looks like it was originally on Nicktoon. Uh, on, on Nicktoons, which, man, it's crazy. Some of the, the stuff that they actually were able to get away with on Nicktoons, especially on, like, Ren and Stimpy, which is not a kid's show at all. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life, same thing. Um, but, yeah, uh, some of those some of those shows really paved the way for what we now see on, like, Adult Swim and things yeah. like that. But it's... Uh, Good stuff back when animation didn't uh, so much of animation didn't you know talk down to kids and just count out the lowest common denominator and there are still a lot of good cartoon shows out there now but so many of them are just so stupid (laughs) There's
1: a lot of stupidity out there now Um, yeah. I liked that the cartoons back in the day. If you go back and watch them now, you see references and things that make sense to adults, but went way over your head when you were a kid. Like I like that kind of stuff. It just oh yeah, man shows the designers develop, not developers, but like the artists, the everyone behind it. Right, like they're adults, so yeah, they're gonna slip stuff in and put stuff in that makes them laugh too.
0: Absolutely, like Rugrats and Doug, uh, in particular. When I go back and watch them now, it's just I enjoy it on a whole other level man <laughs> there's <laughs> some really subversive stuff in there <laughs> yeah rugrats is i think
1: one of the most well-known ones that had a lot of hidden things in there um especially with like stew and Dee, that were their names right like just the way that mm-hmm. they acted in some of the things that they did <laughs> yep but yep. um yeah, I, I remember joking around with Kyle about Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl on our other show that we do. I think it was probably the Level podcast at the time. But um, I don't think he ever picked it up and played it either. I never played this game. Again, I never thought to seek the soundtrack out for whatever reason. I never. Got, I guess I never had a, a necessity to do so. But um, I do like the synths here, and I'd be curious to know if the rest of the soundtrack has a similar vibe.
0: I like uh I really I like the loop um where it loops there's like a little dangerous part to it that sounds pretty cool. Um and I also I do want to point out before we move on that this is based on the 1987 uh, Turtles uh, which is interesting because the first Nickelodeon Turtle show was that 2012 version so I kind of thought they would go there but no they went they went really classic and and I like that. I like that a lot. Are
1: the Turtles and Nickelodeon Kart Racers based on the 1987 Turtles?
0: they are as well yeah they are and okay the kart racers do have um they have original dialogue from the original voice actors uh nice. cam clark as leonardo rob paulson as Raphael, uh townsend coleman as michelangelo and man i always forget donatello and that's sad because he's actually like uh, was at one point the president of the like like sag um screen actors guild uh I gotta look it up. Currently on strike. Support yes, them, indeed. Yes, yes, do. Uh, interesting notes. Uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles 2003 was uh, was not a union show. Uh, so when they did the movie Turtles Forever, which featured the 2003 Turtles meeting up with the 1987 Turtles, they could not get the original 1987 voices. Because all four of those guys are union actors, <laughs> so makes sense. Um, yeah, so Barry Gordon. Barry Gordon was the original Donatello. Okay, um, but nice. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of great voices. A little bit of uh, any turtles fan knows this, but a little bit of uh, trivia. Rob Paulson, who was the original Raphael, also voiced Donatello in the 2012 version of the show. And was the voice director for Rise of the TMNT, as well as doing some some bit voices in the show.
1: Nice, very so, nice. Yeah.
0: And it's probably also my favorite male voice actor, Rob Paulson. Just really, really, really cool guy and um, very talented dude.
1: I have a friend that actually knows him. That's kind <gasps> of cool,
0: dude. Well, I know he's from like he's from y'all's neck of the woods. He grew up uh, not too far from Detroit. So, I have, know, a, so super close I have a friend
1: that I used to work with at in the haunted house industry, and she's kind of in like the indie film industry Um, and she actually did an indie film with Rob Paulson and they just stayed in contact. That's really cool. I see him commenting on her photos on Instagram and stuff from time to time like he he just (laughs) reaches out. I just I just see his name pop up from time to time on her
0: like stuff. Man, he's (laughs) so friendly and so affable and so generous with his fans. Uh, I listened to his podcast for a long time and uh, really like him a lot. Also, shout out to his son, Ash, who is also in video games journalism, um, and uh, he was on Game Explained for a while before he and Derek broke off of Game Explain and started their own thing that I don't remember the name of now, but yeah, Ash Paulson, um, also pretty cool dude, And uh, but yeah, that was, that was a long block, my, my fighting game block. Yeah, I like <laughs> that you I had a block there that a... was
1: all fighting games, I like that.
0: And then I have my next block sort of is one that's supposed to span different eras of Turtles, so... But before we get to that, I'm excited to jump into your second block of tracks.
1: Yeah, like I said, my my order of tracks for my submissions are just going in release order. So this is what I would consider my modern block. And we will begin by taking a listen to another Ubisoft track. So I told you I had a Ubisoft one as well when we were listening to Smash Up a little bit ago. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and listen to All is Forgiven from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Once again, just E-M-N-T. <laughs> Released March 20th, 2007. Composed by Chris Velasco and Sasha D'Akisian. Let's take a listen to Turtle Power from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Released August 28th, 2013. Composed and performed by Partners in Crime. <sighs>
3: Four. in this day and age who could ask for more the crime wave is high with buggings mysterious all police and detectives are furious because they can't find the source of this lethally evil force was hot on the trail, determined to put these crooks in jail. She spied the bad guys and saw what happened. But before she knew it, she fell in a trap and got caught. Yeah, she was all alone, with no friends and no phone. Now this was beyond her worst dreams, because she was caught in by some wayward teens. Headed by Shredder, they were anything but good Misguided unloved, they called them the foot They could terrorize and be angry Youth and they'd mug the people who needed proof Then from out of the dark, came an awesome sound Shouted cowabunga as they hit the ground From the field of weeds, the heroes rescued the flower Cause they possessed turtle pie the strength to do what's right, that's turtle power. Girls on a half shell, they're on a mission. When there's a battle, got the enemy wishing that they stayed at home Instead of fighting these ninja masters with rules like lightning They were once normal, but now the mutants Flint is the teacher, so they are the students Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello Make up the team with one other fellow Raphael He's the leader of the group, transformed from the norm by the nuclear goop. Pizza's the food that's sure to please. These ninjas are into pepperoni and cheese. Back to the story, it's not hard to find. Ninjas not just of the body but of the mind. Those were the words that the master instructed, but a letter from Shredder had splinter abducted. That was the last straw, spring into action. Step on the foot, now they're gonna lose traction. Now this is for real, so you fight for justice. Your shell is hard, so you shout, they can't dust us all. Like some old coffee table, since you've been born, you've been Willing and able to defeat the sneak, protect the weak, fight for rights and your freedom to speak. Now the villain is chilling, so you make a stand. Back to the wall, put your sword in your hand. Remember the words of your teacher, your master. Evil moves fast, but good moves faster than light. Shining for your illumination. Good versus evil equals confrontation. So when you're in trouble, don't give in and go sour. Try to rely on your journal power.
1: And closing out my second block, let's take a listen to Final Boss from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Danger of the Ooze, released October 28th, 2014, composed by Jake Kaufman. Coming back in, we are talking about All Is Forgiven from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Once again, released March 20th, 2007, composed by Chris Velasco and Sasha DeSisian. Never will pronounce his last name right. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. I've had to say it multiple times on this show, and I don't like when I have to say it because I don't know how to pronounce it.
0: Now, now is this game actually called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or is it just called TMNT? So, it's called both.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um. There, I. So I've seen cover art that has TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've seen cover art that just has TMNT. Um, Wikipedia has it listed as both, so couldn't tell you. I think most people probably just call it TMNT because the movie
0: that it's based on is just called it's called
1: TMNT. Yes. Yeah. But um, I just, for the sake of the show just called it teenage mutant ninja turtles because it's what it is i mean it's tmnt but uh this is again so this is based on the 2000 and did the
0: movie come out in 2007 as well i i want to say it did uh it was definitely around that time uh the first animated ninja turtles theatrical release uh i do think it takes place canonically in the same like series as the 90s movies with the big muppets um but uh yeah was fully animated and it was decent um quality level wise as far as the story and everything i would put it's uh, right under the very first ninja turtles movie in in my viewing order okay then i have a soft spot for turtles 2 secret of the use even though it's a stupid stupid movie um turtles 3 is even more stupid and i don't have the same nostalgia for it and i still haven't even seen the live action the michael bay movies so fair um, okay
1: yeah that's fair I mean, it makes sense to why this, because it's not just this track in the soundtrack. A lot of the soundtrack does have a very cinematic feel. And that would make sense because the game, I would assume, never played the game. And I got to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen the movie either. I would assume the game is based on the movie, like pretty closely follows the movie, if not being just a video game adaptation of the movie.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. The the movie is very video game adaptable, like the plot and everything and how it goes. Yeah,
1: but I really like the way this sounds. And I like that it's Chris Velasco, someone that I am extremely familiar with. Like this sounds like a Chris Velasco track to me. But in the same sense, that also has to sound like a Sasha. And I'm just going to call him Sasha from here on out for the rest of the show. Sounds like a Sasha track as well, because they kind of are joined at the hip. Like they go hand in hand on a lot of soundtracks. Now, I think Chris has a significant amount more of credits than Sasha does. Could be wrong, but I feel like he does. Um, He got his start in 2004 with Gunman Chronicles. His first game with Sasha was Spy Hunter Nowhere to Run in 2006 for Midway, which uh, starred Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) But uh, from there, they worked on so many games together over the stretch of a few years. Splinter Cell Double Agent. um, Chris was on Marvel Ultimate Alliance by himself. Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. Just teenage mutant ninja turtles, of course. Um, God of War two on the PS two. Oh, Okay. Uh, he did Stuntman Ignition, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe again with um, Sasha, and we go. We can go far. He he was part of the Darksiders franchise. He composed for some of the Mass Effect two and Mass Effect three DLC, as well as the baseline Mass Effect three, which Sasha was also on. Did-
0: did he do any work on Injustice? He did. Okay. Yep. Okay. He did Another do work on Injustice. To, uh, the Turtles Among Us. Yep. We're in Injustice Two. <laughs> he also
1: composed for Bloodborne as well. Okay. Okay. So he's he's got some major games to his name.
0: And I definitely hear it now. Uh, now that you mentioned a lot of his games, uh, this this fits right in with uh, with that sound.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got a very, very similar sound that I think he always goes for. That's why I say I think this sounds like a Chris Velasco track. Um, it's it's just a name that I, I don't know, once I started doing the show, I got really familiar with. And I already kind of knew who he was because I'm such a massive fan of Bloodborne. And I guess God yep. of War at the same time. And Mass Effect. I mean, shit, I know who he is. So, um, but yeah, this was a very cinematic track. I really enjoyed the way that it sounded. But then we go to my middle track, Bedrock.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of cinematic, dude. <laughs> oh, man. This was a blast from the past, and I loved every single second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we took a listen to Turtle Power from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Again, this released on August 28th, 2013. And it was written, composed, and performed by the hip-hop duo known as Partners in Crime, real names James Alpern in Richard Usher stage names DJ Keymaster Snow and MC Golden Voice <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every single thing about this is so 90s and you I You said love this was the credits so much.
1: music of the like the '80s, like that 80s movie
0: right Yes uh, and actually it was kind of an unfinished version of it that like like it wasn't uh, as it wasn't as uh what do you call it in in sound audio? Uh, you know, it wasn't as produced as this sounds, but yeah, okay. it is this the is exact up, same lyrics. Yeah, it wasn't as cleaned up. Uh, it sounded a little more raw. Um, and man, this, oh, it's so cheesy. And oh, it's, it's so, cheesy. so good. It's oh, so I good. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I assume stop, like,
2: this
1: is credits music in the game as well, I assume. I don't know. Never played Out of the I'm Shadows. Sure. But I would assume this is the credits theme of the game.
0: I also have never played Out of the Shadows. Uh, this is apparently, this game is loosely connected to the 2012 show. It's not really based on it, but it's it, it, the style of it is very similar. Uh, it is also not in any way connected to the movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. Uh, came out um, a few years before, it looks like. But... Yeah, apparently also did not get good reviews at all. This was an Activision joint. It was, and uh, yeah, but it did use uh, <laughs> it did use this song somewhere in the game, and so it's gotta love definitely that. not all bad. Yeah, gotta this... love
1: that. I didn't know, like, I I I don't remember. I I I did see the eighties Turtles movie. That I will say, like, I have seen that. But I could not tell you, oh, yeah, I totally remember what the credits music was. I want to say,
0: I think it actually came out in 1990. Whatever, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Like, I've seen that movie.
1: I've not seen it a lot, but I've seen it maybe once or twice. So I couldn't tell you what songs are in that movie. No clue that this was actually the credits music of the movie until you told me while we were listening to it. I just assumed this was the credits music of the game. However, looking at Partners in Crime's Wikipedia, they released this in 1990 as a single. It went to number
0: 13 in the US. Yep, and was number 1 for 4 weeks in a row in the UK. Just like it was me. The first I was on chart BBC London. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> Britain's Britain's newest TV star. <laughs> yes.
1: Britain's Got Talent, baby. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually was on the news though, but nothing, nothing related to video game music, related to AEW and wrestling, yes, but not, uh, not related to what this show is about. And plus, nobody probably cares on this show,
0: so. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. I'm sure, I'm sure we got a little bit of, a little bit of crossover. At least prop you is a fan of both video game music and AEW. That's fair.
1: I know we have a lot of listeners in the UK for this show. Uh, if you're in the London sub-region, because for some reason BBC News likes to region-lock their news, uh, so if you live outside of London, you don't get the London News. But uh, if you're in or around London and you get BBC London on BBC One, I was on the 630 News This past, as of time of recording, this past Tuesday, August first, promoting AEW All In, which is at Wembley Stadium on the twenty seventh of August later this month. Three seconds. I do know that Jeff. That's uh, all I needed. Three
0: seconds. Yep. But Jeff watched it. I know that. So uh, he said it was only three seconds, but it was three really good seconds. Three
1: seconds. Yep. (laughs) I made my TV debut. Hopefully, people find the podcast from that, but. yeah, man, this is such a vibe. This is such a jam. I love it so much. Before
0: we uh, before we move on um, to the next track, I, I gotta read some of these lyrics. Uh, <laughs> okay, but <laughs> um, oh man, okay. Heroes on the half shell, they're on a mission. When there's a battle, got the enemy wishing that they stayed home instead of fighting these ninja masters with moves like lightning. <laughs> They were once normal, but now they're mutants. Splinter's the teacher, so they are the students. (laughs) Leonardo, (laughs) Michelangelo, and Donatello make up the team uh, with one other fellow, Raphael. He's the leader of the group, transformed from the norm by nuclear goop. Pizza's the food that's sure to please. These ninjas are into pepperoni and cheese. (laughs) Uh, I mean, to be fair, at least they like the best kind of
1: pizza (laughs) toppings.
0: I mean, really, if you watch the shows, they're into everything, dude. I know. Pepperoni uh, and cheese, though. It, That's the, the best. Let's be real. It, in the uh, Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers crossover comic that came out a few years ago uh, by, from IDW, which I recently read, um, <laughs> Michelangelo and Zach the Black Ranger were talking about pizza flavors. And the one that they settled on, I think, was um, Jelly Beans onions and grasshoppers <laughs> wow not my yeah, ideal man. pizza toppings definitely not definitely not <laughs> but dude uh, i i swear anybody who looks this up and, and yes by the way i know that in most iterations Raphael's not the leader of the group there were some when he was this movie was not one of them so i don't know what partners in crime are talking about but i don't care because yeah these they probably lyrics... didn't know what they were
1: talking about either let's be honest they just wrote a
0: dope track <laughs> These lyrics are transcendent, man. <laughs> Jeff, you got to let us know what you thought of this because uh, this is so great. So great.
1: Uh, hell yeah. Hell yeah.
0: And then we but moved we to my be last one that you, uh yeah, yeah, you were surprised I didn't bring something from
1: this. You got to have to tell me why. Because as soon as I see a game that I know fits an episode we're doing that has Jake Kaufman attached, there's a 90-10 chance you're going to bring it. So I was shocked when you didn't pick from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Danger of the Ooze. We listened to the final boss music. Again, this released October 28th, 2014. And again, it's Jake Kaufman. This is so fast, so fast. And I loved every second of it.
0: It's super fast. It's, uh, of course, really well done, really tight. Um has kind of an homage to the classic Shredder boss music, which carried over across multiple different games. I think and, it feels like uh, Flight of the Bumblebee. It, does. it has that Flight of the Bumblebee sound because of the speed. And as to why I didn't pick it, man, it's hard. I don't think that this is one of Jake's strongest soundtracks, which is not at all saying that it's bad because I don't think that Jake Kaufman has a bad soundtrack. Uh, there are just others I tend to prefer over this one. Um, this one starts to sound a little bit samey to me after a few songs. Okay. This is definitely an exception, and it's it's also pretty different from a lot of what we've heard, even though it does have that callback. Yes. I'm glad you brought it. It's a clear representation of the uh, like the game itself is directly based on the 2012 show. Uh, there were a few games that were based on that one. Um, it, it's Jay Kaufman. I mean, at one point I told you my playlist for w- listening to this was like 50 tracks long. And yeah, I could have insane. brought any seven of those tracks. So I just narrowed it down to ones that I thought were diverse and that I just really liked all of them. So.
1: I will say you're right, though. A lot of this soundtrack does sound very similar and samey. Um, But it's also how I feel on just a lot of the Turtles music across the video game industry in general does. Like, again, listening to soundtracks from 70 to 75 percent of the games that released in this franchise over the last several hours before we recorded. I told you I picked my tracks literally today after you submitted yours because I didn't know where I was going to go with it. Um, everything is blending together and sounds the, the same.
0: But we, we definitely have curated a list here, though. That we have is diverse. So we have. We have. I'm proud of that.
1: <laughs> and and something about this track, man. Like when I again, I had this soundtrack play, and I was doing some work earlier. This track kicked in. I was like, holy shit! Like this is insanely fast, and it grabs your attention. It totally grabs your attention. I'm I'm impressed. This is like Kaufman's Flight of the Bumblebee. It's like his version. And I'm impressed with what he was able to do with
0: this. Like, this is incredible. And this, yeah, I mean, this sounds like it could have fit into Shovel Knights. Uh, it is very good boss music. It is, of course, the final boss theme, if we haven't already said that. But, uh, well, I mean, you said it when the track was introduced. I don't know if we've mentioned it as we're talking, but. We have. Yeah, this is uh, really good stuff. I wonder, I wonder who the final boss is in this game. Because in a lot, of, time, no a lot of times, a lot of times it's Shredder. But in the, uh, in the show, I would say that the Krang. Uh, uh, the alien race of the Krang, and particularly Krang Prime, is more of a like final boss style. But I don't know; it's hard to say. The Shredder is definitely a big deal in this show, so could be either okay. one of them.
1: Okay. But... Well, I pulled up a. I think it is Shredder. Well. Okay. <laughs> he's got the, he's got the, the the little like metal helmet, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, it's he totally does. Shredder, then. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure I'm not confusing because again, I'm not super familiar with the
0: characters, but. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's wild to me. Like, I can't even conceive of that, but I understand. <laughs> There's
1: a lot of things I just never got super into.
0: I'm the guy who I could probably, if you quizzed me on it, which we don't have the time to do, could probably name 100 unique characters from Turtles over the yeah, years. Let's not do that. And tell you, and tell you what they were in. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're not going to do that. But, uh, but anyone who wants to, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Although who knows more you were Jeff
0: about turtles? Yeah. Oh me. 100% you think. Oh yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know I didn't know if Jeff comics, was a mega fan of the IP. <laughs> when it comes to comics, Jeff knows more than I ever will. He's forgotten more than I'll ever know, but when it comes to turtles, I I would trump him. And and Jeff, I will challenge you on that. <laughs> 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 he does love the turtles. But but I don't think as much as I do. <laughs> fair.
1: Okay. Please. Fair. Well, the challenge has been laid down. The gauntlet has been thrown. Uh Bedroth thinks he's the final boss. So
0: there you go. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, man, that brings us to my last block. Our it last does. block, I guess, together. Yeah. And uh, um, the last block of the show, I should say. And we're going to start off with a game that is super nostalgic for me. This one I have beaten several times because it's very short and very easy. And it was, uh, you know, it was perfect Game Boy game. And I took it on a lot of a uh, lot of car trips. Um, I can't tell you how many times I beat this or uh, Mario Land or Kirby. I Dream remember Land hearing this game was like simple. It was. It was simple, but it was fun in the same way that Kirby's Streamland is. Yeah. You know? Very, um, very and simple. Mario Land. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was exactly what it was meant to be, which was a diversion for kids during a car ride. You know, that was what it was. It, it wasn't a big in-depth game. The sequels got a little bit more uh, in depth, and anybody who wants to check them out, do so on the Calabunga Collection. This one doesn't hold up as well as a, uh, a console experience because it is very repetitive and can get very tedious. But, you know, for an eight year old in the car, it's perfect. There you and go. And we're talking about um, uh, the first track we're going to listen to is Technodrome Tower 1, or Stage 5-1, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles' Fall of the Foot Clan, released August 3, 1990, composed by Michiru Yamane. Next up, we're going to listen to Foot Science Lab from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, released October 21st, 2003, composed by Yuichi Tsuchiya and Masanori Akita. Closing out my second block, we're going to listen to Bebop from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan, released May 24th, 2016, composed by Masafumi Takata and Naofumi Harada. Oh. Great episode, dude. Coming (laughs) back from a stellar block and then, man, I can't wait to talk about that closeout track. But first, let's talk about some uh, Machiro Yamane goodness here. Technodrome Tower 1 from Fall of the Foot Clan on the Game Boy. And, uh, you know, not Machiriamane's best and brightest track, but uh, still, I think, really impressive for early Game Boy.
1: Yeah, for early Game Boy, this is this is not bad, right? And in, in I think an era of Game Boy music that was kind of rough. Um, there's not a ton of great things from that period. And it kind of persisted until you get later in when you... you Nuka know, Kukodaka had a couple good things on the Game Boy, right? But um, Yes, yes he did. I, I and think it, then when course, we get into Alberto Jose Gonzalez is when mm, it really started to shine.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's some good stuff. Hirokazu Tanaka had some really good stuff on the early Game Boy, but this was, I think, one of the earliest third-party soundtracks that just really sounded great. Um,
1: another Ultra Games Konami. Yep,
0: another Ultra joint, yep. And kind of like the uh, Ultra NES game, it, it, it doesn't sound like the 1987 show. There are tracks in this game, though, that do, that definitely call back to it. Um, But it, it, it this is a really fun and pretty short soundtrack. I, I definitely recommend folks who like Game Boy Music to go check it out. And for anybody who played it, it's going to be a real nostalgia hit. So short game, too, right? It is very short. Yeah, that's what I thought. Very short game. Uh, anybody who has kids and uh, is interested, this is a really good like early video game for kids. Uh, um, okay. Would definitely recommend that.
1: Nice. And you can play this on the Calabonga Collection, right? Yes, you can. There yes, you, you can. go. Easy way to get access to it now.
0: Uh, you uh, you cannot play the next game in my block on the Bunga Collection. Although again, I, I would like a Calabunga Collection too, where you can play some of the like next generation of Turtles games. It would be cool because I'm interested, um, interested in checking them out. This next one though is uh, called Foot Science Lab. So like you said, going from Fall to Foot Clan, to <laughs> yeah, Foot I love Science that. Lab. <laughs> now this is from another game that is just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Another Konami <laughs> but this game one came out in 2003 and is based on the 2003 cartoon. Okay. And yeah, this sounds a lot like the 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 music in that cartoon, especially the theme song with those those hard hard rock and guitars and uh just that that driving, you know, alt rock feel and um yeah. I, I will say I threw down the gauntlet with Jeff on the last block, uh, last talking block. Oh, are you backing this out? This particular iteration, uh, he would know more than I do for sure. But uh, at, uh, no, on the whole, I definitely would beat him at, at, at Turtles Trivia Night. But uh, <laughs> but in this particular version, I, I think or iteration of the of the uh, the franchise, he he would he would know more because I have not watched a whole lot of this this version
1: fair i don't know that i've definitely seen this version but again it's not something that i sat down and watched to actually watch it um and this is a game that i've not played another one that i've not played it's one that i've seen on store shelves because it came out at a time when i was working at then funko land before it became GameStop. Uh, this actually came out the fall that I got my job at Funko Land for the first time in, uh, fall of 2003. I started there in September of 2003. This came out in October. I am very familiar with this cover art and this game just because of that, but I never did play it. So I like, I like this track though. The guitar is sick.
0: Yeah, this track is really cool. I love the guitar. The style of this, this show is, is really cool. And the, uh, I, I like that it's it's kind of a, a grown up, slightly more edgy version of Turtles without being too edgy, and uh, it, it does, like I said, stick closer to the original Mirage comics as far as the storyline goes. It is one I'm interested in going back and checking out. Uh, just at the time, it wasn't for me, but the the show and the games were still really popular because the Turtles are always popular, and every generation when they come out, they you know they're always popular.
1: Yeah, they always are. And shout out to the potential keytar solo in that track. Not sure if it was a guitar. I don't think it was. Not sure if it was a synthesizer you pointed out could have been a keytar. It actually does listening to it over and over and over again here as we've been talking about it. I just keep replaying that part. It does sound like a keytar.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's it sounds like the sound of the instrument, like you said, it sounds more synthy, but the way that it is played sounds like a guitar solo to me. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why guitar. I was thinking maybe guitar.
1: Yeah, gotta be, gotta be. I think you nailed it. <laughs> I love it, love it.
0: I really like that part right after it. That down, 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 down. It's fun stuff, man, fun stuff. And then that brings us to. Uh, <laughs> it's funny the name of this track is a musical genre but this track is definitely not that genre not that genre <laughs> at about, all talking about bebop from teenage mutant ninja turtles mutants in manhattan uh a platinum games joint and apparently one of their misfires which is very sad because yeah man that sounds like that'd to be a match made in more heaven more often
1: than it should <laughs> like mm-hmm. they released some stellar games dude bayonetta one two and three Nier Automata, Astral Chain, um, Bayonetta Origins even is a fantastic game. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is great, but then they have a lot of just bad things as well, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like The Legend of Korra. Like there's some really, really bad things in here. Uh, Babylon's Fall two year, or last year, actually. My God, was that awful. Sometimes they just suck. But when they fire and they do well, it's usually freaking sick. (laughs) Like Neotomata, Automata, one of my favorite games of all time.
0: And the sad thing is, like a lot of what I'm reading here, uh, you know, controlling Turtles is fun, but the structure of the levels, missions, and bosses leaves much to be desired. Uh, It doesn't have local multiplayer, only online co-op multiplayer, which is, how are you not going to do that in the Ninja Turtles game? Especially Uh,
1: in 2016.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, it's, uh, GameSpot says, without a doubt, Mutants in Manhattan is a disappointment, multiplied several times over, not just by its pedigree, you know, Platinum Games, but by the fact that the ingredients for a good game are present. Like, it feels like this would be a no-brainer, but it sounds like they just really phoned it in, which is, which is sad. Developed by Platinum Games, published, once again, by Activision, um, this game was not based on any specific iteration of the Turtles, but the lead writer of the game was, at one point, one of the IDW Comics writers. So, uh, and, I mean, you do, yeah, there's a lot of fun cameos in it. It's, uh, you, you fight Bebop while he's robbing a bank. Uh, you do fight Rocksteady at one point. Armagon, who we talked about before. Uh, General Krang, who is the version of Krang from the IDW Comics. Uh, Shredder, um, Wingnut, uh, who we've talked about earlier tonight. So there's some cool stuff. And the music is really hard rocking. But, yeah, this is... uh, Does the entire soundtrack sound like um, this? Because
1: this is very... I mean, this is probably the most metal we've gotten on the show today.
0: mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a Platinum Games soundtrack. Like When I think of uh, Platinum Games, I think of, uh, like you said, Rising Revengeance and Bayonetta. Um and and it just definitely sounds like Metal Gear Rising Revengeance but not as good. <laughs> that's say. true. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. But yeah, but I do think um it's it it, it it I talked about how it does have those references to classic Turtles characters. I mean that's what is called Bebop, and I feel like Mutant Mayhem the movie is going to pay off a lot more because Mutant Mayhem features so many cameos of classic uh, Turtles like secondary mutant characters and. Uh, a couple of new ones, at least. I think the main uh, character, the main villain character, is actually a brand new mutant uh, whose name is Superfly, and he is voiced Jimmy by Snuka? Ice Cube. <laughs> and um, it's apparently uh, apparently pretty cool, pretty cool character. No, not Jimmy Snuka, unfortunately. That was Ice, awesome. Ice Cube is in the wrapper. <laughs> um, Yes, is in the rapper who he actually is also an actor. Um, yeah, uh, he was in Deep Blue Sea. He's been in a couple different things, of course. But, wasn't uh, he in uh, like that
1: <laughs> show or that movie about like a long car ride? Are we there yet? Wasn't that him?
0: That that may have may have been him for sure. Pretty um, sure. Yeah. obviously Friday. Uh, obviously, yep. <laughs> and yes, it is. It is Ice Cube. I had to make okay. sure it wasn't iced tea. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, Ice Cube is the uh, man. Lots of rapping in this episode in yeah. uh, yeah. references to rappers there actually is apparently a pretty sick ninja rap on this soundtrack uh, Mutants in Manhattan but I, I didn't hear it so we'll have to I'll have to go go check it out but, go ninja uh, go ninja go yep yep go ninja go ninja go Vanilla Ice, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. man. This was fun, dude. This was a lot of fun.
1: I I did have fun listening to this spread of music, but we're not done because we still have one No, we're not. And it's my closeout that actually comes from the most recent Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game to drop, Shredder's Revenge, last year. And uh, we are talking about a a really fun T-Lopes and Mega Ran track Best way to close the show out, it's a pizza party.
0: Yeah, man. Man, I love Mega Ran. And T Lopes, of course, is fantastic. But, man, Mega Mega Ran is so good. He's Uh, very talented. He has a really great He's very talented a really great rap uh based on Splash Woman from Mega Man 9 that if you haven't heard seriously go check it out. Yeah, he does but, yeah, so very many gaming
1: related things. Uh, I mean, he's I see him a lot doing things with kind of funny as well. Um I mean, he's he's all over the place and and for good reason. He's incredible.
0: But yeah. No. This track, man. It's, this pairs really nicely with that uh, that Turtle Power track.
1: Yeah, with Turtle Power from Out of the Shadows earlier from Partners in Crime. Uh, I even had to do like a double list, and I was like, because <laughs> I picked these tracks originally after I listened to them, but then I listened again, and I was like, wait a second. Are some of the lyrics similar, like the same? I knew they were similar, but I was starting to think like they were actually like the same lyrics in certain sections when Mega Ran actually starts rapping. Uh, you did confirm that they are not the same. But they're not. They're this not. is yeah, definitely... the part where he's singing
0: about each individual turtle is. Yeah. Very similar. Mm-hmm.
1: That, and that's the part where I started to question myself. Um, but this has to be inspired by that credits music from the 1990 movie.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, Mega Man, Mega Ran is our age, so I'm sure he grew up listening to that. And uh, um, I, I also I love the uh, the throwbacks to the original theme song that T. Lopes throws in here. And, dude, you were talking about it, but the guitar and saxophone trade off oh, is Oh, dude, there's a dueling sick.
1: sax guitar section near the end of this track. It is so much fun. Anytime sweet, sexy sax, right? Go back and listen to that episode. But anytime there's a saxophone in the track, I generally fall in love. Um, This is so much fun. And it definitely keeps the energy pumping through the end of the show. We didn't really slow down at all this episode, I don't think. But uh, it's the best way to end it. Again, it's a pizza party. We didn't play any track about pizza. And that's all they do is eat pizza.
0: That's right, man, man, and this game got to give a shout out to it. It's it's fantastic. Uh, it was yeah, delayed it's several honestly times. Honestly,
1: one of the best TMNT games, if not to date, like the best. I mean, it's it's close.
0: As far as the, the overall production, I I don't think I can think of a better one. I have a lot of nostalgia, as I've said, for Turtles in Time in particular, and most people um, most people my age do, but this is. So such a polished game they as I've said before means a lot to me they got the original voice actors back except of course for Shredder because um, uh, James Avery uh, God rest his soul Uncle Uncle Phil from uh, yes. <laughs> from the Fresh Prince was the original Shredder in 1987 and uh, he is no longer with us but um, I believe Jim Cummings has been the voice of the Shredder of this Shredder ever since then and he does a great job another fantastic voice actor but They got the original voice actors back... um the The animation is so good. the The turtles all feel different. There are other characters you can play as. They keep so adding many stuff other to characters. it. Yeah, and of course the of course T lopes um, as the composer and all of the guests on it are just just great.
1: Yeah, T lopes nailed this entire soundtrack. It's like I said, it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that we've played the most music from here on the show. And I think all of it was actually in a radio hour the month this game released. I'm almost positive. Yeah,
0: makes sense. Makes sense, man. But yeah, what a great way to go out. Um, let me see. You always ask me if I have something to plug. Um, yep. I will say I'm once again. I'm starting not to have to, go, to anymore. <laughs> go check out my um, my my kiddo Shukapow's YouTube channel, especially if you like the bonus episode about Pikmin Four that uh, they that recently dropped. Yep. Um, and because uh, Shu does a lot of Pikmin stuff. And uh, actually just released an original fan uh, composition uh, that would be like, would be good music that she thought would be good to play under the Empress Bull Black's boss fight. Uh, But it is original composition um, in classic MIDI style. So go give that a listen. And uh, want to give a shout out, I was recently on BG Emporium with Rage Cage, and we talked about uh, original tracks by video game music composers from compilations or albums or just, you know, uh, online releases of, you know, original things that were not from games. And I thought that was a nice, kind of cool companion to our um, Masters of Hollywood episode. So Is that episode already out? I believe so. I mean, we recorded it, right? No, VG Emporium episode. VGM. It is not out as we talk, but it is. Going to be out, I believe by the time this episode posts.
1: okay, fair. yeah, I just was curious because i I was gonna go, you know give it a listen myself um yep, yeah, it, um I don't have to yet, so never mind
0: <laughs> yep, yeah AG let me know he had a couple of a uh, couple of things in the pipeline before that one. Drops, but uh, it is coming very soon.
1: Very cool. All right. Well, that being said, I guess, unfortunately, that'll bring us to the close of the show for this week. We do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania, made possible, of course, by rpgr.com. If you like video game music, and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow the show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us taking is oh, that real a, quick yep? also oh i want to say
0: that uh, if you go see mutant mayhem um comment or come join us on discord and let's talk about it because i'm probably gonna want to talk about it <laughs>
1: yeah i don't know i don't know that i will see it i'll be fair i'll be honest yeah uh, but i imagine
0: kyle uh, kyle
1: might see it right like that's that sounds about right i don't know kyle might see yeah. that movie who knows <laughs> But what Taking the take us out of, of the episode, episode let's go ahead and take a listen. As we already mentioned, it's a pizza party from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Again, this released on June 16th, 2022, and it was composed by T. Lopes and featuring Megaran. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.